We all procrastinate at times. It's part of success through failure. It sucks. It's not something we want to do. But today, we are going to learn how to crush your procrastination. And we're going to talk about why you procrastinate and tactics for overcoming it. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harsher Jr. And today we're talking about procrastination. Listen, Success Through Failure, it's not just the name of a podcast. I tell it to my kids all the time and uh, they kind of roll their eyes whenever I say that. But it's true. Like, listen, you procrastinate at times. I do as well. My world-class performers who I have on as guests, like they have to face procrastination as well. So today we're talking about how to crush it, how to overcome it, how to learn from our failures, learn from our procrastination, and then use that information to defeat it the next time, minimize, reduce the amount of procrastination that we do so we can perform at our highest level, get the things done that we know we want to get done and operate at our best. All right. So let's start with this. Why do we procrastinate? Why do we procrastinate? And I did a little bit of internet research before this episode just to kind of see if I could find a great definition. But here, here's what I came across. This New York Times article, and I'm going to put the link to this article in the action plan. So as always, you can go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to grab your copy of the action plan. And by the way, when you do that, as soon as you punch your email in there, you'll get an email from me. Bookmark that email. Save that email. And if you're already on that, if you've already done this in the past, Go back and find that email, star it, bookmark it, save it, whatever it is, where you can click the link in there and bookmark it and you'll have access to every action plan, every single action plan. And there's more than just action plans in there. There's all kinds of great stuff. There's goal setting templates. There's a blueprint for success template. There's all kinds of great stuff in there. So anyway, um, you can get that again, jimharshawjr.com slash action. I'll have the link to this New York Times episode talking about procrastination. And here is, it's not really a definition, but this is, this is kind of where it comes from. Procrastination, it says, is a perfect example of present bias. Our hardwired tendency to prioritize short-term needs ahead of long-term ones, okay? Prioritizing short-term needs ahead of long-term ones. And they talk in this article and some of the other articles I read about the emotion behind procrastination. Really, it's an emotional thing, right? It's a thing where we feel like you know, it's going to be hard to do the thing that we want to do, whether it's working out or writing or, you know, uh, working on that project or applying for that job or whatever it is, we're procrastinating on it. But there's an emotional reason. There's a psychological reason behind it. And what I'm going to give you are some tools that will help you work your way through those emotional things that are holding you back, right? These are tools, these are tactics that will help you overcome the friction, overcome the resistance that's slowing you down from doing the thing that you want to do, all right? So there are nine different ways that I've identified in my own life, in the lives of my clients, that are reasons for procrastination. We're going to go through these nine reasons, all right? Actually, I'll give them to you real quickly right now, and then I'm going to give you tactics for each one. Now, some of the tactics for one of these reasons for procrastination will work in other areas, but I put them into this sort of structure that'll be really helpful. And again, it's in the action plan. You can print this out. I encourage you to do that and keep these tools and these tactics and these tips handy because the next time you're procrastinating, you don't want to go, hey, let me, let me go download that action plan. Let me go find that. No, you want to have that handy. Like I said, you can print this out, save it on your phone, wherever, make it convenient, make it easy so that you don't procrastinate and actually 
looking up the information about how to not procrastinate. <laughs> All right. So here, real quickly, these are the nine reasons why we procrastinate. Number one, ADHD or depression, right? Some kind of mental whole thing that you have that is holding you back from getting the things done that you want to get done, right? So if it is an ADHD or, or depression or some mental illness, like seek professional help. I mean, some of the tactics we're talking about here today, they will absolutely help you, but make sure you see professional help there too. All right. So that's number one, but I'm going to go through these other eight here real quickly. And then we're going to come back and I'll give you tactics for defeating these. All right. So number two is you're distracted, right? Being distracted creates procrastination. Number three is fatigue. Like if you're low energy and you're tired, you tend to procrastinate. If you're overwhelmed, you tend to procrastinate. That's number four. Number five, you don't really have anything that's urgent. So you keep kicking the can down the road, right? Nothing that's urgent. Number six, the startup energy that's required to do something is high. It's like, oh man, it's this big, hard task or getting started on it is, is requires a lot of energy. And we're going to talk about how you defeat that. So that's number six. Number seven is a low perceived value of the task, right? Something your boss wants you to do, but you really don't want to do it. Right? What is that perceived value? So that's number seven. Uh, number eight is perfectionist tendencies. Like if you tend to be a perfectionist and it's never good enough, you're going to procrastinate. All right. Here's the ninth reason why we procrastinate. You failed. You have failed before at doing this or trying this, and therefore you have this self-doubt or this self-sabotage that's holding you back, all right? So we're going to talk about tactics for defeating each one of these. All right, so like I said, number one, ADHD or depression or a mental illness, make sure you're seeing professional help, all right? So that's number one. I'm just going to put that aside for now. Number two, distracted. Like if you are distracted, it's easy to procrastinate, right? And sometimes it's a cause, sometimes it's an effect, right? We're talking about right now when this is a cause for procrastination. Like for me during the pandemic, when my kids were home from school and my wife was home and like, I have a home office, there was a lot of distraction going on, right? So I, I had to intentionally create times and carve out times when I wasn't going to get distracted. I had to create my own, what we call the environment of excellence. This is what I call it with my clients in the Reveal Your Path program, create that environment of excellence, right? So couple things you can do. Turn off distractions, turn off the notifications on your phone, social media notifications, email notifications on your computer, text message, any notifications, like turn off the things that are distractions for you. There are also downloads and little tools that you can use. Like one's called Facebook newsfeed eradicator. I think it works also well, it does also work for Twitter and I'm not sure what other social platforms it works for, but it's for your computer so that you can't go onto Facebook and see your newsfeed. It just hides it. You can, of course, take, you know, un unplug this. It's a Chrome plugin, Google Chrome plugin, but you can undo it. And you know, of course you can see your newsfeed if you wanted to, but there's the newsfeed eradicator. There's also uh, inbox when ready. And so for me, whenever I look at my Gmail inbox, it's actually hidden when I click over there. And that's oftentimes an easy distraction, something I can get bogged down into. It's, it distracts me from doing the work that I need to do. So it actually forces me to click one more button to open my inbox. Cause sometimes you, you need to send an email and you go to your inbox and you do a quick scan and you see another email that's come in and you respond to that and that leads you down a rabbit hole. And then you check another email before you know it, a half an hour goes by and you go back to your to-do list and you go, wait, I, I never actually sent that email that I went to my inbox to send in the first place. So 
it introduces a little bit of friction there. You know, sometimes you want to introduce friction or increase friction to doing things. And this increases the friction for me to check my email. So that's another one. So turning off the distractions, uh, avoiding distractions, putting things in place that allow you to not be distracted. Another one's called the Pomodoro technique, right? This is another tactic for you using the Pomodoro technique, which is simply, you can Google this. We'll have a link in the action plan about the Pomodoro technique. But the Pomodoro technique is simply this. It's you work for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break, right? You work in these 25 minute blocks and then at the end of that 25 minutes, you allow yourself to do the things that you might do otherwise, like check social media or check your email or check your phone, your cell phone for text messages, et cetera. But you work in these 25 minute blocks. And I think the way it works, I, that's all I really kind of use whenever I'm using the Pomodoro technique is the 25 and five. But I think you do that twice. The idea is you take a 10 minute break, you take a longer break, but you build your day full of Pomodoros, right? So this is a, a productivity technique. And here's the third one for how to defeat distraction as a procrastination technique, deep work sessions. All right. So this is actually one of my clients, Logan, he, and he's also a coach as well for us. He uses this. He actually brought this technique to my attention and we implement this with my clients. And we do this once a week for about an hour and a half. We have a deep work session on zoom. Everybody jumps on anybody who wants to jump on jumps on. You state at the beginning what you're going to be working on and you keep your camera on, you hit mute, but you keep camera on. And it's kind of this, like this accountability, not to check your phone, not to check email, but to do the thing that you said you were going to do for that 90 minute deep work session. All right. So these, this is kind of like an extended Pomodoro, right? But these are these short, finite bunches of time where you are really focused and really tactical and you can avoid procrastination. All right. So that's number two. That's distraction as a procrastination technique, a few tactics for, for overcoming that. All right. How about number three, right? Fatigued, low energy, right? You didn't get good sleep or, you know, you ate a, a heavy lunch or breakfast or something like that. And you're just, you're just low energy. All right. So number one, you've really got to focus on what I call the core habits. The core habits are sleep, exercise, and nutrition, period. I mean, if you just nailed those three things, you are 80% of the way there, right? Because you're going to show up, you're going to feel good, you're going to have the energy that you can have, and you're going to be less likely to procrastinate. Now, what if it's too late? Jim, I didn't get good sleep last night because the kids woke me up or uh, you know, I was up late working on a project for work or, or missed my workout. I missed my workout a couple of days ago because we had a, a series of storms roll through and there were tornado warnings. So my wife and I were up until mid after midnight, you know, following the tornado warnings. And, uh, you know, we don't want to sleep. We don't want to sleep through those. And we were kind of keep an eye on things. So got a terrible night's sleep. So the next day I was not hundred percent, but I actually used some of these techniques here because I was fatigued and I used some of these to get into a good productive mode as opposed to procrastinating. Number one, you can do burpees, right? Or just like, cause I'm kind of exercise, like change your state. Like if you do five burpees, do some pushups, do some kind, something physical, it will change your state and change your energy, right? That's number one. Number two is I, we call this the dive response. One of my clients actually shared this with the group. Actually, he's actually a podcast guest as well, Sam Shames. And he actually shares this in that episode back in episode 115. Fascinating guy, MIT grad, entrepreneur. And the idea is this. When you take a cold shower, you get this response in your body where everything that you're thinking about just goes away, right? And your body is solely focused on survival, right? It's kind of like, 
imagining that you you fell through the ice in a in a lake, you're just in survival mode, right? You're not while you fell through the ice in a lake, you're not thinking, ah, oh, man, did I did I leave the coffee pot on this morning? Like you know, all that goes away, and it's like this emotional reset where you can get the same response by holding an ice pack on your face, right? And it's not as effective as say a cold shower, but you can, I mean, you can take a cold shower too. But this dive response is holding an ice pack on your face for about a minute. It changes your body. It changes your state. Your heart rate drops and you get some of this effect of the dive response. Here's another one, a power nap. I did this the other day. It took a 15 or 20 minute nap and man, it, this is like putting me on rocket fuel. If, if I take these 15 or 20 minutes, I take a power nap and I come out of that. It, I'm about, I'm groggy for about three minutes and then boom, I am on rocket fuel for the next four five, six hours. It feels amazing. So I am a huge, huge believer in the power nap. And I've even tested this on a very short scale. Like does a 10 minute power nap work? What about five minutes? Well, I felt much better even if I taken a five minute power nap where I just completely shut down, close my eyes, lay down, relax, try to let everything go. If I'm really fatigued, I can fall asleep that quickly. Um, not every time, but if I'm really tired, I mean, I can't fall asleep that quickly and I get, I get the benefits of a power nap. And then the next tactic here is, again, this is all under fatigue. Like if you're procrastinating because you're tired, you can just do simply relaxation and deep breathing, right? Again, this is about changing your state. And if you relax, do some deep breathing, take some deep breaths, you are going to change your state. You can do three deep breaths or five deep breaths. And this, this changes your state just enough to get you over that fatigue hurdle, all right? So those are ways to change your state to overcome that fatigue, but I'll give you this one last one. Listen, sometimes you're just gonna be tired and you can allow yourself to do the low value work, clearing out your inbox, as opposed to drifting into social media, right? You wanna do work, you still wanna be productive, you don't wanna just drift down the, the rabbit hole of, of social media or time wasters, Allow yourself to do low value, low cognitive bandwidth work when you're fatigued, all right? So that's number three. Number four, we talked about overwhelm. Like what about when you're overwhelmed, right? You, this is how it goes for me. Like I've got a million things to do and I end up not doing any of them because I feel like it's like this unconscious psychological feeling. Like if I'm working on this one, well, there's these other 10 things that I feel like I should be doing so I never get to work on this one because if I work on this, I, I just feel like I'm dropping the ball in these 10 other projects, right? You ever get that feeling? You have to catch yourself. You have to be aware of that. And for me, if I'm not aware, then I, I just drift. I end up doing the low value tasks, even though I might have good energy, right? Or I end up drifting into social media or find ways to procrastinate. Oh, my, my coffee's not quite warm enough. Let me go heat up my coffee, right? Go play with the dog. I work from home. I go play with the dog, right? Like you have to catch yourself and say, wait a second, I could continue procrastinating and not work on any of these things. Or I can identify what I feel like are the top two or three most important ones and work on those and allow myself to drop the ball or at least say not yet. I'm not going to work on these others for now while I work on these few really important ones. And sometimes you feel like, well, Jim, I got 10 things and they're all like the same importance level. Well, you still have to allow yourself to say no to the others while you're working on one at a time. And when you're conscious and aware of that, like logically that makes sense. 
But again, it's dealing with that emotion that I talked about earlier. When we're dealing with that emotion, when you recognize that emotion of like, okay, I'm not working on any of these because I feel like if I work on one, I'm saying no to all the others. When you recognize that emotion, you can logically override that. And by the way, I did an episode on logically overriding the default. Back in episode 291, logically override the default because sometimes we just have these default operating systems that we go by, whether it's routines or thought routines or physical routines that we go through. But sometimes we have to logically override that emotion, logically override that default, and that's one way to do it. All right, so when you're overwhelmed, figure out the few things or the two or three things that you can work on, put everything else away. Like for me, I'll close my electronic to-do list. I use Asana. I'll write the two or three things down on my notebook and that's it. That's my life. That's my life for the day. That's the only thing I'm going to be working on. I put everything else away. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. All right. That's number four, dealing with overwhelm. Now, number five, this fifth reason why we procrastinate because we have nothing urgent, right? There's nothing, there's nothing due. Like I got a bunch of big projects, but they're kind of out there on the horizon. I don't have anything really urgent for me to, to deal with right now. Nothing pushing me. And we all know that, you know, this is not the way we want to operate. We don't want to be procrastinating when nothing's urgent because now we have some bandwidth. Now we have some time. This is the time to really get to work. So what do you do when this situation happens? How do you create that productivity that you have when there really is urgency, when you have a deadline or it's like the day before vacation and you're going to be off for a week, you know, you're going to get more done on that Friday before you go on vacation because, because you have to, right? You have that inspiration almost that, that is created by that deadline. So a few things here. Number one, you can create what Dr. Rob Gilbert uh, of the success hotline who I've had on the podcast way back in episode 33, he calls it instant negative feedback instant negative feedback and instant negative feedback is simply here, here's a great example of it. Like if you smoke a cigarette today, you know, you're not going to get cancer for, for decades, right? If you're smoke, if you're a smoker, you don't get cancer for decades. But what if, what if you got cancer? Like, like a few hours after you smoked a cigarette, <laughs> do you think anybody would have trouble quitting? No, of course not. Because there's instant negative feedback. Feedback is instant and it's negative, right? So how can you create that instant negative feedback? You can hold yourself accountable, right? Sometimes it's better to have somebody outside of you who's an accountability partner. Um, you can put this out on social media. Actually, I had a guy, Jake Herbert, who I've had on the podcast. He was back in episode, I think episode three, two or three. I had Jake on Olympian, uh, world silver medalist wrestler, NCAA champion, friend of mine. And Jake actually posted this on social media. He said, I'm doing a five-day fast and I want everybody here to hold me accountable. So I'm going to put $1,000 on the line. If you comment on this post, on this Facebook post, you will share in the $1,000 that I'm going to give away if I break and don't finish the fast. So he put $1,000 on the line, put it out to the public. And guess what? A bunch of people commented, nobody got their money. He created instant negative feedback. If he didn't do that, like he didn't have to finish the fast. He could have done it for four days or three days, right? But when you create that instant negative feedback, you're more accountable. So find ways to create instant negative feedback. Uh, an accountability partner is a great way to do it. Posting on social media, that's another way to do it. Um, here's another way. Kick your own ass, right? I used to have a coach, man. 
he was so hard on us, man. He would just, he was tough. And I thank goodness for him because man, he was really motivational for me. He would kick our ass. He would bark down our throats and, and just, he would push us. Well, we need that person in our lives too. And guess who? There's no better person than you. And so here's what I do. I write out a script where I use that voice, that language of get your ass in gear, Jim. Like you can sit here and procrastinate. You can sit here and operate at a mediocre level, or you can level up today. What's the choice? Like, what do you want to do? You say, these are your goals. Well, get your ass in gear. And I, I just like crush myself, right? Call myself out. And then I record it, just record it into an audio memo, voice memo on my phone. I play it back to myself when I think whatever I need it whatever I feel. And matter of fact, I just redid that script recently and I'm, I have to record it. So that's another way to do it. And then the last one here under the category of nothing urgent, like you're procrastinating because you have nothing urgent. This is one of my favorites. This is, it's called the Nicotra technique. I've shared this before on the podcast, but it's this concept of simply taking your to-do list from electronic, if it's an electronic to-do list, or if you have it on multiple notebooks, put it into one list, right? Just your to-do list, just for today, just the things you want to get done today. Maybe it's five or 10 or 20, whatever the number is. You write them down and you order them. You, you just put a number next to them in order that you want to work on them. And then you close your eyes and you visualize. You visualize yourself working on these tasks. You put your hand on the list while you're doing this and you visualize yourself working on these tasks and getting them done one by one. And then here's the most important part is you imagine the end of the day and you look at your list, you go, oh my gosh, I crushed it. I, I've crossed every single thing off. And I'll be honest, most of the time that I do this, I don't actually cross everything off, but I probably cross twice as many things off that I, as I would have otherwise. I get so productive whenever I do this, whenever I use this tactic. So I call it the Nicotra technique. It's after my late brother-in-law, Steve, who taught this to me. And he read it somewhere and I think he kind of made it his own a little bit and, and I've taken it and, uh, and, and sharing it with you right now. So this is a super productive technique for you to help you overcome that procrastination when there's nothing really pressing. All right. Number six, the startup energy required to do a task is high, right? You know what it is. Like you've got that thing that you want to do, but gosh, just getting started is hard. Just getting started is going to require you to open up that document, plug this thing in, check your email and get this thing, and then go download that, create a login and password or reset your password, whatever. Like you got all, there's this like startup task, startup energy required to get something done. How do you deal with that? Because that can automatically lead to falling right back into procrastination, right? And then you go into those distraction things and you go into social media and whatnot, right? So how do you overcome the startup energy when that, there's a high startup energy required? Number one, you have to be aware. And now that you're listening to this podcast episode, you're going to be more aware of this. But when you become aware of your, your desire to kick the can down the road or to put it off, then you can actually do something about it. So that's step one is like, become aware, like be aware when you are procrastinating. And then number two is this mechanically do the thing, like do the freaking thing, like just do it. The Nike slogan, like just freaking do it. Right. When you, when you become aware, again, this is like logically overriding the default, like do the freaking thing. Like Go to the website, go to log in, click the forgot password link and start doing the thing. Like mechanically do the thing. Like movement will create motivation. Like you're waiting for the emotion to be able to get you over that startup energy that's required to do this thing. Don't wait for the motivation. Create the motivation. 
Don't strike when the iron's hot. Like make the iron hot by striking it. Take action. All right. Here's another one. Chunk it down. Right. If it's a big startup task, you know, thing you got to do to get started, like just worry about, you know, you continuing that analogy that I use of, of, you know, maybe you have to reset your password to the, to the login for the platform that you got to use. Like today, just reset your password. That's all you got to do, right? Just chunk it down. You know, today I'm just going to reset the password. So now tomorrow or this afternoon, when I get want to get to work on this thing, the startup energy is now reduced. And that goes into this next tactic, which is reducing friction. Like what is the friction that's slowing you down from doing the thing? Right. I always use the example of working out, like reduce the friction to working out by put on your, your workout clothes before you go to bed. So you, you there's no friction in like in the morning going like, ah, I want to go work out, but I got to go, you know, go to my bedroom. I got to get open the drawer. I got to dig through. I don't even know if there's work. I don't even know if my, my workout clothes might be in the laundry. I don't know where they're at. Like what's the temperature outside? Like, no, do all that the night before. Figure that out the night before, right? Reduce the friction, find ways to reduce friction to doing the tasks that you want to do. All right. That will minimize and hopefully eliminate procrastination for you. All right. Number seven, you have a task that you have to do, but you're like, man, this is worthless. I don't want to do this. I don't see the value in doing it. Two things here. If you have to do it, get the freaking thing done. Use any of these other tactics that I just talked about to get the freaking thing done. You can visualize yourself getting it done using that Nakotra technique, like get it done. Again, logically override that default. If you have to get it done, get it done. Mechanically do the thing, right? Or maybe you can connect with other people who can help you. Like who are some experts? Who are some people who you can, maybe you can delegate part of that task to somebody else. How can you simplify it? Actually do a productive pause and step back and think about what it is or who it is that can help you or what it is that you can do to make this simpler. Maybe there's technology that you can use or some other resources that you're not leveraging. Right? And by the way, what is a productive pause? If you're a longtime listener, you know exactly what that is. But for the newbies out there, a productive pause is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. Clarity of action, peace of mind. You might ask yourself, okay, what are the resources that I'm not yet using? Like, who are the people who can help me get this done, right? If it's a low perceived value task, find others who can help you. Find resources that can help you get it done. Now, here's the other thing. If you don't have to do it, what if you don't? What if you just don't do it, right? Sometimes we don't even consider that option of just, you know, I'm actually just, I'm going to stop doing that. Maybe I just, you know, I've been putting it on myself to do it. But if you're not really perceiving high value in that, Put that down and pick up something, do something else, like replace it with a task that is of higher value, All right? So that's if there's a low perceived value of the task. Number eight in the different reasons why we procrastinate is we have perfectionistic tendencies. We feel like it has to be perfect. Well, here's what you got to do. You have to understand, number one, that good enough is good enough. Sometimes it doesn't have to be great. Sometimes it doesn't have to be perfect. Now, certain things do, but not everything. Like Gregory McEwen, author of Essentialism, and more recently, his book called Effortless, but he said this, he said, we overestimate the importance of nearly everything. We overestimate the importance of nearly everything, right? We do. Like sometimes, you know, we think it's so important, but it, maybe it's not that important, right? Reed Hoffman, founder of LinkedIn, he said, if you're not embarrassed by your first product launch, your per first version, you've launched too late. Like, 
pull the trigger, get it done. Don't be a perfectionist. Anne Lamott, she's an author. She wrote about this concept of the crappy first draft, except for she uses the SH word. And I'll keep this a little bit clean just because I know that some of my clients and friends have, and some of you listeners who have told me otherwise on social media, you have kids, you're, sometimes you're playing this with your kids. So we'll keep this clean. But the crappy first draft, like just start, just get a crappy first draft out there. That creates momentum. Again, motion creates the emotion, creates the motivation to getting this done and to overcoming your perfectionistic tendencies. And to be honest, all the other strategies that I talked about earlier in a lot of these other categories, they work here as well. All right. Perfectionistic tendencies, just get started, create a crappy first draft and, and use any of these other strategies. All right. Number nine, you know, I talked about the nine categories. This is the last one you failed. Like you failed before. Now you feel this self-doubt. You're like, man, I can't do this. This isn't for me. Like, and you might not even be saying that. It might be just this, this feeling in your body that you're not even paying attention to. And you just call it procrastination when actually it's like this fear of failure or this self-doubt that's holding you back, right? If it's that, well, listen to more episodes of success through failure, right? You can also look back at the last time you tried something and say, okay, what went right? What is working? right? Journal about this a little bit. What's working, right? Another one, and this is really effective for you, is positive mindset tactics. Actually, I go through nine weird tactics back in episode 259, nine weird mindset hacks that you can use to perform at a higher level, right? Because really this comes down to mindset. And all of this stuff that we're talking about even today comes down to mindset. And that's where I'm going I'm to leave you with this one tactic, this one overriding, overarching tactic for all of this, for overcoming procrastination, for performing at a higher level, whatever it is that you want to do, it's this. And listen, this one's going to be easy. And you're going to say, ah, Jim, I've heard that before. If you're not doing it, you're not maximizing your potential. Here's the tactic. Visualize. Visualize. Like, no, don't just actually see it, but actually feel it. When you, when you visualize and you create the emotion of having overcome the procrastination, having completed the project, having done the thing, whether it's a thing that you want to complete by the end of the day or by lunch today or by next year, create the emotion. Imagine that it's done. See yourself celebrating whether it's celebrating crossing 20 things off your to-do list today or starting that business and quitting your job or finishing the, the 10K or whatever it is that you want to celebrate, like whatever it is you're trying to do that you're procrastinating on, like visualize the success of it and feel it. Jack Canfield, who I just interviewed a few episodes ago, back in episode number 307, Jack Canfield's one of the biggest names out there in, in the personal development world. He wrote all the chicken soup for the soul books. He was in the movie, The Secret and on and on. But Actually, his best book is called Success Principles. It's a fascinating, fascinating book. But he talks about this, the power of visualization. You maybe have heard, heard of the law of attraction. That's what this is. This is visualization. We know that elite world-class athletes do it. Like, why not you? You could start doing that today, right? When you're finished with this episode, I want you to do that. I want you to visualize. I don't care where you are. If you're driving, don't close your eyes and visualize. But like, you can just imagine, imagine that you've, been successful at overcoming the procrastination. You've been successful at executing on the thing, being productive. And when you do that, you will increase your chances. The more you do it, the more you'll increase your chances. 
All right, visualization. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Share it with a friend. Tell them to check out the Success Through Failure podcast. You can go to jimharsherjr.com slash share. And there's some share links. You can share it on social media, kind of pre-written posts, et cetera, for you. Make it super easy. If you haven't left a rating and review, please do that. Those things go so far in helping me get more visibility for the podcast. But really what it comes down to, growing this thing comes down to you telling your friends about it, sharing it on social media, texting a friend saying, hey, check out this episode or check out this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Take action. Download the action plan. Go to jimharsherjr.com slash action. If you want to talk about how you can implement some of this stuff into your life, go to jimharsherjr.com slash apply. You can sign up for a free one-time coaching call with me there. I look forward to talking. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, Let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.